Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can listen from 6 to 9 every morning, every weekday morning, I should say, at hitthatline.com. You can also visit that website to get other great articles, videos, content, anything dealing with the Razorbacks, so be sure to check it out. We're going to talk a lot today about the Razorbacks and some of the things that Chad Morris says and what the team's going to need going into North Texas. We'll also get into the quarterback situation and why I feel like there needs to be another face behind center in a game against North Texas. I'll tell you what I mean. And also, to finish off the podcast, a day that will live in infamy, at least for me, I give my uh, tribute and my thoughts and opinions on what is 9-11. Something that is not easy to talk about for rightful reasons and something that I want to share with you, at least in my experience and, and what it means to me, especially uh, as the day has gone on and being able to look back and reflect on that moment. But to start off, it, it's it's such a weird time to be a Razorback fan, isn't it? A weird time. A time that you did not want to see. A time that you didn't want to ever deal with. And you thought that maybe you were done dealing with it, but yet here we are again. And to do a podcast like this, I even mentioned it yesterday, or even to do a radio show like I do in the mornings, to try to find any type of positivity, to find any type of silver lining, anything that can really make you feel better about whatever's coming and going forward is starting to get really difficult to do. And I don't blame necessarily Chad Morris or anybody that's uh, on the team or anything like that. It's just the reality of the situation and where uh, this point has gotten you to. But the one thing that I thought that was interesting that Chad Morris brought up in his press conference yesterday was how this team doesn't really know how to deal with success or adversity. And I thought that was a really fascinating quote. A quote that may have gotten overlooked by most people, but it seems to be true. Now, when you mention success, I think Chad Morris, at least in this instance, was referring more to success during games. Because if they were having success with victories, then people would be happy and he wouldn't be in this situation. So dealing with success in the specific games themselves, I think that that's something that Arkansas has had. Look at what they did against Colorado State. They were up 27 to 9 at one point. And I think that that was an indication that this team can be successful, can do some good things. The defense can be successful. The offense can be successful. It can be. But when the adversity hits, it's how do you handle that? Now, both of these things go hand in hand. But success is one of those things that is is it's easier. It seems easier, at least, because everyone's happier when you're successful. Duh. And so you don't have to deal with a lot of the negativity that comes with it. It's a a feeling of good emotions. But can you be consistent? Can you stay focused? Especially at the task at the hand hand. Keep your foot on the gas. Continue the step on the throat. And not be complacent. Not be content with your current situation. This Razorback football team has had that issue. And it has also had the issue of dealing with adversity. Using the Colorado State game again as an example, when it hits you back, when it seemed like the Rams came in and they couldn't get anything going in the first half, and in the second half, they got just little glimmers of momentum that eventually built up into something great. 
the Razorbacks were left kind of holding the bag because they didn't know how to deal with getting hit back. They didn't know how to fight through it. And both of these things, you got to have, and you got to be able to know how to deal with it. But the problem is, is there's not just some magic pill that you take that helps you deal with success and adversity. It takes time. Time that Razorback fans aren't willing to give. But it does take time. It's an indoctrinated culture that is put together inside of a football program and continued with consistency over and over and over again to be able to put a team in a position to be successful. And you know how to deal with success when you have a coach that is on top of you and riding you, making sure that you do not lose focus of the mission at hand. That in the game, it doesn't matter if you're up by 30 points with two seconds to go, you are out there playing 110% and never getting complacent. That's what makes great coaches great coaches. Look at Nick Saban. Even when the team wins a national championship, it doesn't seem like he's ever smiling. So, he deals with it in that regard. And it's the same way with adversity. You got to be able to teach yourself that no matter what hits you, you can always hit back even harder. That you won't allow anything to get to you. And this is more of a mental thing than anything, of course. But you can't let it affect you. You can't let it get you down. You can't let it look at the other team or the the opponent or the player across from you or anything and change your mindset of that particular individual or that particular team from what it was in the beginning of the game just because that one player or that one team made a play. You can't do that. And again, it can't be fixed overnight either. So what is the solution? Where can you go? How can you deal with this if you're an Arkansas Razorback? If you're Chad Morris? If you're the fans themselves? How do you overcome this? How do you deal with it? I don't know. But what I do know is that it's such a mental thing that's taught and brought and put into you and it's rooted deep into your psyche that it takes more work on the individual player to overcome that than it does the coach themselves. It's not making an excuse for Chad Morris or the staff or anything, but it's on the players and it's on the leaders of this team, if there are any, true leaders to overcome anything that hits them and to continue to handle the success that they are fortunate enough to get with the mentality that they want more. They will always want more. And as good of a coach Chad Morris may be, that's, you can't do it in nine months and you can't do it with a team that, to put it frankly, has been instilled with a mentality of losing. It's a loser's mentality. It's an undisciplined mentality that this team has had for the past couple of seasons. And you just can't overcome it overnight. It takes time. But once again, it's time that you're not willing to give. And I get it. You're tired of hearing it. You're tired of hearing to give a coach or to give somebody a couple of seasons, a few years. You're tired of hearing the phrase, wait till he gets his players in. You're tired of it. 
But what do you want to know? What do you want to hear? What can change? Winning? Of course. But you got to play the cards you're dealt here. So you as a fan, what are you going to do? Are you going to give up on this season and on this team? Maybe you do. Are you going to give up on the program and on the coach? Maybe you do. Doesn't make it right, but maybe you do. You deal with it the way that you see fit. But I caution you that if you give up in so many words, if you lose track and you lose your passion for being a Razorback fan, you can't get it back. Because that, just like the mentality that the team has, is not something that can just change overnight. You want your Razorbacks to do really well. Don't we all? You want to see them not only be a successful program, but a program that you can be proud of. A program where you can actually talk trash to somebody about. And right now you don't have it. You're the worst team in the SEC. And I don't think it's close. And it sucks. But you can't lose hope. And you can't lose sight of what's most important. You can't accept losing. You've got to be realistic about it. But you can't accept losing. And you can't give up either. And I hope none of you have given up. And if you're listening to this podcast, I wouldn't think you've given up. Because obviously you have some sort of interest still in the Razorbacks if you're listening in. Which of course I appreciate. But you got to understand yourselves and what you're wanting. How long are you willing to give? How far are you willing to go? Are you, how are you going to deal with the success as a fan? It's been a long time since you had any. What about the adversity when it hits? Like right now. Where's your fandom lying? Are you giving up and throwing in the towel? Or are you still going to have faith? Have faith in Chad Morris. Have faith in these players. Have faith in his team. Have faith in this program. Hoping that it's going in the right direction. You hope so. Time will tell. And if it's not, changes will be made. But see yourself and look at yourself and see how far you're willing to take it. Don't give up, folks. If you're a Razorback fan, don't give up hope. Because again, when it's gone, it's gone. Don't let anyone, any administrator, any coach, any player, anyone, Don't let them keep you from being a fan. Don't let them keep you from being passionate about your school and your team. Don't let that happen. Because when you do, what else do you have without the Razorbacks? Where does your excitement lie? Where does your fandom go? Chad Moore says his team is having an issue dealing with adversity and success. How about you as a fan? Having trouble dealing with it too? I know I am. Sucks.
but figure out where you stand and continue to stand, continue to fight, and I promise you in the end, it won't be disappointing. It'll be frustrating, but it won't be disappointing because Razorback fans, we all know, you normally get your way. It may take a few years, but you always get your way, and that's what's most important. Before we talk about the quarterback situation, i got to tell you, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice, and usually it's what team to bet on this week. And the truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with, and that's why I always tell my people to bet with my bookie because, trust me, guys, this is your best bet this season. They've been in the business for years. They have great reviews online. They have a mobile site that's very easy to use. So lay down some cash and win big today. I would only tell you guys about this because I love you. It's true. L-O-V-E. Love you all. And I, you guys have been good to me, so I want to be good to you. I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie because when you win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code ONCOLLEGE. That's promo code ONCOLLEGE to activate your offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code on college when creating your account to claim your bonus with my bookie you play you win you get paid you are locked on razorbacks your daily arkansas razorbacks podcast all right moving up to the next segment of the podcast to have to deal with the quarterback situation we don't know who's going to start this game against north texas for arkansas we don't know if it's going to be a half and a half or Ty Story and Cole Kelly again. We don't know. And I think the coaching staff is going to really look at the practices this week and see who performs the best and see who's a little more consistent. But this is quite a quite a tough situation you're in if you're the quarterbacks for both sides. If you're Chad Morris and Joe Craddock, you have quite a decision to make. You can't have the ineptitude at the quarterback position you've been having like you've had in the inconsistencies, I should say, with being inept, that you've had the past two games. Now, there were some bright spots, but there were some pretty horrible spots as well. you got to have consistency, and you know that. But if you're a quarterback, too, and in this case, Ty Story and Cole Kelly, can you really mentally be where you're at as a quarterback if you think that you're about to get pulled every single snap, that one bet, you're one bad play away from getting pulled. It's got to be a difficult thing to be a quarterback. And especially in a situation like that, adds extra pressure to an already very pressurized position. So, either way, and on either side, it's difficult. And I kind of feel bad for Ty Story and Cole Kelly. So, you know what my solution is to this whole thing? And I. Chad Morris is a better coach than me, duh. So he's not going to listen to me, and he probably shouldn't. He would know better than I do. But I'd like to see a third quarterback in the game just to see. I don't need him starting. I don't need him playing the entire game. I just want to see a drive or two. Whether it's Connor Nolan or John Stephen Jones, just somebody like that to where... You still have the red shirt rule, so you don't have to worry about that. You can still red shirt them even if they play. 
you have obviously some athleticism back there with these guys. You wouldn't have gotten them a scholarship, especially in the Chad Moore style offense, if you didn't feel like they could run it at least to the minimum effect. So why not? Give them a shot. And I really hope we see that in this game. I think Joe Craddock mentioned yesterday that the surefire third stringer is Connor Nolan. He separated himself. So if there was going to be a third quarterback playing in the game against North Texas, it would more than likely be Connor Nolan. And that's fine. If if that's the case and if that's what they want to go with, I am all for it. But I just want to see something different. I want to see a mix-up. I want to see someone thrown in there and see if they can make a play. If they're not ready, then I get it. If And when I mean not ready, I'm talking about physically, I'm talking about the playbook, because the last thing you need is Connor, everyone's cheering for Connor Nolan. Yay, Connor! But he gets in the game, and he looks over there at the play card, and he sees a picture of Monica Lewinsky with a gravy mustache, and he doesn't know what play that is. You don't know what to do. He just sits there like, what? and then what are you going to do? Take a timeout? You don't, it's not like you have a lot of those, so... If that's the case, and if that's where those players are at right now, then okay, no, you don't need to play Connor Nolan. But if you can at least give him a, put him in a position to where he can know the plays or at least be comfortable with particular plays, if you can do that, you can throw some stuff together, get him a little confidence, get him comfortable, then why not? Why not? What's the worst thing that could happen? You lose the game? Is that really a fear right now? North Texas is a really good team. So I'd like to see more of that. I'd like to see in the quarterback situation another guy. Just to mix it up. Just so people can shut up. Just so at the end of the day we can say, all right, well, we saw what Connor Nolan can do and he can't do squat. Or we saw what Connor Nolan can do. The dude's a gamer. Let's ride him. Let's go. Let's put him in. Let's see what he can do the rest of the way. I don't know. I'm hopeful for that. Not only as someone who watches football, but just someone who wants to see a Chad Morris guy in there. Not someone that was coached for a few years under the previous regime, throwing some new, fresh blood and see what they can do. They can't play, they can't play. But I think the more you're going to start weeding out and putting in the culture of the guys that are the Chad Morris guys, the better. The problem is you don't really have many of those at all. And the ones that you do have aren't the most talented ones, at least the true freshman guys that can just step right in and and make some plays. So, I don't know. I'm being hopeful. Wishful thinking, if you will. And that's nothing against Cole Kelly or Ty's story. I think they've they've put in the work. I think that they've they've tried their best. Uh, They put the effort in, and, and I appreciate that, and I respect that totally. And it is nothing against them. But I feel like if you're Chad Morris and you, you're starting, if you start to lose the fan base and you're starting to lose the support, what's one way that you can do it? What's one way that can at least bring out some mystery and some excitement? Changing the quarterback. Not being world beaters anyway, so why not? Give it a shot, see what happens. And if the worst thing that happens is that you lose, well, at least you lost by trying something different, to try to figure things out. Because it's brutal right now, folks. It is absolutely brutal, quarterback. So give me something, Chad Morris. Let me see something a little different. Hopefully, 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 we can at least get a little piece of that against North Texas. Isn't it exciting that it's football season? I know it is for me. I won my flip for burger last night at JJ's. Booyah. No big deal. That's fine. 2-0 in the season. 
eight and one in my last nine matchups in Flip for Burger. And I didn't really care about the NFL game. So my Jets were playing. They won. Sam Darnold looks so good. But the main reason I was watching is because of fantasy football, which I'm not huge into. But FanDuel is the best place to play if you're not into fantasy football. It has something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before. If you don't believe me, how's this sound? This season, FanDuel is running a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. This is the biggest free Survivor Contest ever. Here's how it works. You pick one team to win each week, and you can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season. This locks before week one, so don't miss your chance and sign up now. I love my experiences with FanDuel. I've won some money. I want to see you all win some money, so come out and play with me on FanDuel. If you want to get into that $250,000 Survivor Contest, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Plus, all you new users, you get a $20 bonus when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. So come play with me today and win some money. We'll have some fun with it as well at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Uh, I normally try to keep it more lighthearted, but this is, I guess, more of a, a serious segment, if you will, but something I feel very strongly about and, um, you know, something that maybe uh, a lot of you feel strongly about, at least I hope so, because a lot of you are probably listening and remember uh, some of the things that I'm going to talk about specifically. And the, I'm recording this podcast on September 11th, 2018. And 17 years ago, on this day, is when the terrorist attack against the World Trade Center in New York City uh, happened early, I believe is that Tuesday morning. And I, a lot of people, you know, it's one of those days that a lot of people remember where they were and what they were doing and the impact that it had on them and people around them. And just to kind of give you a little idea of what was going on in my life, I don't—I know none of you probably care, but I care, and, and it helps me uh, to kind of talk about it and give you an idea of where I'm coming from. I was in the seventh grade. Uh, I was—I was in the seventh grade, and I was at McNair Middle School in Fayetteville. And I remember going into class, and I had uh, for—I don't—for whatever reason, the schedule was set up this way that. When you first started school, you'd go to your homeroom class for 10 minutes to start the day. I guess for any announcements or anything that the teachers would have. And then once you left homeroom after 10 minutes, you'd go on to your other classes and go on throughout the day. Well, I remember walking in and it was Mr. Rhodes was my teacher, my homeroom teacher. And I walk into his classroom and every day that I walked into his classroom, he always had Fox News on. Always was watching Fox News or at least the news in some capacity. He was somebody that tried to keep very current. I don't think he was political or anything like that. At least he didn't share it with us. But he was just somebody that I think he was a military background too. You know, just who he was. And I didn't think anything of it ever. I was more upset that he wasn't watching Rocket Power on Nickelodeon than it was Fox News. But either way, we were going in there and uh, you know, just sitting down. And he was watching one of the towers at the World Trade Center, which was on fire. And that's all we knew at the time. That's all that they were talking about. It's like they believe a plane may have crashed into one of the twin towers at the World Trade Center. And I remember him talking about it and just kind of like, what what kind of idiot would run a plane? There's clear skies. How in the world do you run a plane into, a, into the towers? Like it's so, how does this even happen? I mean, the thought of terroristic, act did not even cross anyone's mind at least not mr rhodes at the time and about that time is when uh 
it was happening live and that and that second plane came in and hit the hit the tower and then it became very evident that uh it was a terroristic act now as a seventh grader i don't see it this way i don't you know i don't fully understand what's going on i know that it, it looks bad and it is bad but i didn't understand the gravity of the situation and for something like that you know you don't get scared as a kid you know as a kid things that scare you is you know monsters and and darkness and and things like that those are the things that scare you but uh it's always goes away over time and you know it's always an adult that you know i was like that's not a big deal like that's not true that you know you kind of look to them for that and i'll never forget it because i saw the fear that um that mr rhodes had and as a kid it stuck with me and i knew that after that moment this was not just another run-of-the-mill day or something just kind of bad happened but tomorrow it'll be fine this this was a whole new level and then i went throughout the day in class and every teacher was the same way that i had and i remember the principal came over the intercom and said that uh you know it was a day that nobody wanted to have and this is a very difficult time and I and we didn't really have classes that day. I mean, we we went to class, but all the stuff that had been going on, there was no application. There was nothing. It was just kind of in shock for so many reasons. And then I went home, and uh, I uh, talked with my parents. And then again, they explained the the gravity of it all, and I saw it in their their faces too. And so for the for the rest of the time, the next few days, it was really it was really tough. I mean, on everybody, that someone would commit such a cowardly act against thousands of innocent Americans just going to work that day. And uh, I'll never forget a few things. One that just the, I couldn't believe that someone would have such an evil mentality. And an evil heart to commit such an act. But also, the thing that stuck out to me, and it really made me understand just how amazing this country really is. They canceled that weekend. They canceled pretty much every sporting event. Um, College football, high school football, NFL. I mean, everything was just kind of on hiatus for a while until they could, until it felt appropriate to come back and play it. And I remember uh, the next weekend, so about a week and a half after it occurred, that things were starting to get back on track in games and, and all that. And my cousin played football for Fayetteville High School. And it was, uh, it felt good to be normal again. You know, it felt good to just to go to stuff where, you know, it wasn't all chilling and, and, and different and un- abnormal. It's just nice to feel like a normal person again where it wasn't coming at you from all sides. And I'll never forget at the uh, the football game. They had the uh, the choir come out to, uh, to sing the national anthem from Fayetteville High School. And uh, what really got me was seeing not only the choir out there who sang beautifully, 
But to see players, they're sitting on the field, they hop the fence, and their shoulder pads and everything from both teams and coaches and cheerleaders and people just coming over there to join the choir and singing the national anthem. Now, that was one of the most uh, emotional times it was for that I've ever heard of the singing of the national anthem. And I never felt more proud. And, uh, see, I'm getting emotional again. But it, it just really stuck with me, you know? And, uh, and after that, after that one moment in things that came about from it it just really made me appreciate just how great of a country this is and we talked earlier in the podcast about adversity and how you handle it and if you ever need any type of example or to look back on how to handle adversity how to handle getting punched in the mouth Look back to what this great country did when 9-11 happened. There was no doubt that this country was going to hit back harder than it got hit. There was no doubt. And you think back to that time and you see these videos and I've watched some of these videos and tributes and sporting events and everything during that time and it just... It really made me feel good to know that there was a time, even though it was a tragedy, that there was a time where this country was as united as ever. Where it didn't matter your background, your race, or your religion, or anything. It's just, we're all Americans. We all were together in it. And as divisive as the country seems today, you know, it's, it's sad and it sucks. You know, I look back and I'm like, I just wish that it was like that again. Where we were all proud to be Americans. Because this is the greatest country that the world has ever known. It may sound cliche, but it's true. I mean, we have freedoms and liberties and so many opportunities that nobody else has had, has ever had, or will ever have. And we, we all just get over our petty differences where we have so much hatred for people that just believe in different things. Politically, religiously, whatever it is. And one thing I want to remind everybody about this country is it's never about a man or a woman. It's never about an individual. It's never about a specific group of people. This country is about the people, all of us. It's about every one of us. It's This government was established by the people for the people. And we're bigger than any individual, than whoever's sitting in the White House or whoever's a senator or whoever you're talking about or whoever you think that is an embarrassment or whatever. We're bigger than that. We always have been and we always will be. That's what makes this country so great is it's because it's the people and, you know, 9-11, is, when you look back and you reflect on it, it, that's what it was about. It wasn't about George W. Bush or it wasn't about Osama bin Laden and the terroristic acts that they committed against the United States. It was about the resolve of the American people. 
and how they wouldn't let a cowardly act like that define them or affect them, that they would fight back even harder. And I wish we had that once again. Maybe it'll come back one day. I hope so. I really do. This is the greatest country, folks. I love it. And I thank God every day that he blessed me to be an American. And that I was born in the USA. I love this country. I always will love this country. And I hope people share my same sentiments. And sometimes tragedy like 9-11 can be a reminder to all of us just what we're capable of doing. Sorry that was kind of a somber ending to the podcast. But uh, anyways, I felt like it was appropriate, you know, for September 11th. I had to, had to talk about it. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast as we'll keep it going throughout the days. It's, you can, we're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn. We're on Spotify, apparently now. That's the rumor. Uh, Google Play, podcasting on iTunes. I mean, wherever we're on it. So be sure to subscribe. Share it with your friends. Give me some reviews. Be nice. Tweet at me any problems, any questions, comments, concerns you have at Rush John Neighbors, and we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great day, everybody, and a great night. We will see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 